Welcome to Multiculturalism Happens Here. I am Isaac Relas, and I work with Visions Inc., a nonprofit established in 1984. We are a catalyst for a more equitable world where differences are valued and used for the benefit of all. Our goal is to address national and local issues through the lens of multiculturalism. Social media. I think when you just look at the name social media, and if we look at the four levels, personal, interpersonal, institutional, and cultural, I would place social media at the cultural level because of the name, you know, social, social media. When we're dealing with social media and expression, at the personal level, right, some of us are using social media to express personal thoughts and beliefs, perspectives, desires, goals. We're using social media at the personal level to express these different ideas that we have. At the interpersonal level, we use it as a form of communicating with one another. I think where things begin to change is with social media and the way that interpersonal relationships have been playing out. Interpersonal conversations are private. And what we choose to explore in those private settings is going to be a lot different than what we choose to share at a cultural setting. Things that you would share in an interpersonal setting which are more private, we generally wouldn't share in a cultural setting. Because that changes the context, it's going to change the way that certain ideas impact people. In an interpersonal setting, I'm going to have conversations that are more personal and it's easier for me to be able to acknowledge the impact that some of my ideas or perspectives are going to have when I'm in an interpersonal setting. So we're in the same space together, we're talking, you disagree, and we can have a conversation, a dialogue about what I said. When we're on social media, because the context is now jumped into this cultural setting, we cannot always be... Um, or we won't always be aware or able to address the way that some of our ideas or beliefs that we shared on social media have negative impacts on people. Whether we like it or not, we have to be aware that when we post on social media, we are no longer posting in an uh, interpersonal or personal setting. We have left that realm in that context and are now in this cultural context. One of the things that's in between the um, interpersonal and cultural is the institutional level. And at the institutional level, I, there's a lot of struggle as to how to um, deal with social media when people share things that might be inappropriate. If you're posting up some personal beliefs or ideas that might have some bigoted roots, you know, the institution is put in this position where at the personal level, you know, you, you're allowed to have your own beliefs. At the interpersonal level, you're uh, allowed to express, um, you know, your ideas and beliefs. And, and when we move it up to the cultural level, 
that's where institutions at times need to step in. And when they do step in, usually the people who um, are posting up on social media and at a personal level feel that there's an injustice, that they should be able to express what they want, that we have the freedom of speech here in the United States, so I should be able to say what I want. Um, and there's all this tension because, hey, you are allowed to say what you want. And in an interpersonal setting, nobody's going to go around policing you. Hey, you shouldn't have said this. Hey, you shouldn't have said that. Um, or you shouldn't believe this. You shouldn't believe that. But when you jump into the cultural setting, which social media does, by its very nature, social media takes us from an interpersonal setting to a cultural setting. In the cultural setting, the variables for the ways that we may have negative impacts are huge. They're like unknown. We don't know how many people we can negatively impact with what we say or share when it comes to sharing on social media. And so that makes people uncomfortable. That makes institutions uncomfortable. And, you know, some people are losing their jobs because of what they shared on social media. And so this has real, real life implications in terms of how we use social media and multiculturalism. One of the things that I personally believe when it comes to multiculturalism, it's not my job to tell you how to act when you're at home or when you're with your friends or anything like that. Multicultural spaces, though, are important. And the way that we hold up multicultural spaces is through respect and dialogue. In these spaces like work, that's going to be a multicultural space that used to be a monocultural space. It used to be, you know, depending on where you work, but in the professional setting, you were most likely you were white and you were a man. And now that we're seeing diversity coming into these spaces, there's more differences. When you have spaces where differences need to be working together and getting along, the institution needs to step in to be a part of creating that multicultural space because historically the institution has been a part of upholding monoculture, not pluralism. As we begin to work towards pluralism, aka multiculturalism, the way that we engage social media is going to have an effect on the institutions that we are a part of. example of social media gone wrong and I was working at a mega church I was in charge of multiculturalism there one of the things that happened was that one of the parishioners from the church that's like very high when it comes to leadership they posted up what they thought was a funny joke on social media and it was a funny joke with a, a racist slant to it and this was um, an older white man. And so what ended up happening was there was a giant backlash that this man was not ready for. The other group that was not ready for it was the institution. The church did not know how to deal with having one of their major leaders, especially like on a Sunday morning, they are a major presence. The institution did not know how to handle this really extreme negative impact that his social media post caused. The reaction from the people of color and other white people as well was pretty strong. You know, this is racist. Hey, this is not right. You know, this is a very progressive church. Why is this leader posting up these racist memes on Facebook? And 
it was like a chaos. It was like a shit storm for, I would say, at least a month, a month and a half. And the personal level, they felt extremely attacked. They wanted to cut off all relationship with the church. And so at the interpersonal level, they were ready to cut relationships off left and right. At the institutional level, they felt unsupported by, by us, by the church, because we, you know, didn't know what was going on. At the cultural level, this person was confused and could not understand why his post was getting all of this negative attention, which he felt was unwarranted. For us and for me, when I was in that position, on the institutional end was that we were or are a very progressive place. And so on a Sunday morning, you know, on the pulpit, they're talking about racism and sexism. So people were not expecting that this person was going to post up, you know, this kind of thing on social media. From my perspective, you know, I, I recognize that this was an older parishioner. And so I'm like, he's coming from a totally different world, honestly. Um, and I felt like that was his mistake, you know, in this transition of communication with social media. It was his mistake to post up a personal belief, which was this joke, this racist joke that he thought he was sharing it with a couple friends, maybe because he was in an interpersonal setting, maybe the night before and said that joke at the dinner table and got some laughs. He thought, why don't I post this on you know, Facebook? And that jump from the personal to the interpersonal straight to the cultural without any kind of protocol for acknowledging the different levels created this crazy negative impact. And institutionally, you know, we were really trying to figure out how do we communicate with him that I think for me, I feel like the problem is we're talking, we're trying to talk about what's appropriate and inappropriate because we're trying to be nice. And I think that being nice is cool and it's, it's nice, right? And, you know, when we're talking about multiculturalism, we want to be nice, but this is also about being real or we want to be nice and this is about being real. And so when we are being real, because of concepts like white fragility, sometimes we feel like we cannot be as real with white people because they will shut down and not know how to keep the dialogue going. Instead, they will react according to their fragility and their privilege and most likely want to shut down and create space what we like to call antagonistic avoidance relationship. Create a relationship that is about avoidance. These are kinds of examples where we can really begin to engage how we deal, you know, whether you're, you're HR or a worker, or if you're a boss, or if you're the person who, you know, accidentally did that, made that mistake in this transition and communicated interpersonal things at a cultural setting um, on social media, then personally had to feel the negative impacts of that. There's always room for growth. Social media is a changing phenomenon. The internet is going to continue to influence the way that we communicate and express to one another. So be open and kind with yourself and with others in this transition as we really are working to navigate how we express on social media 
acknowledging the personal, interpersonal, institutional, and cultural levels so that we can be wise when navigating. And then we have people who are losing their jobs, you know, getting fired, trying to sue, trying to do all these other things because they were trying to be in their personal rights. And you do have those personal rights. And social media is, is not about that. It's about the culture. You're jumping into the cultural setting. And so we need to acknowledge that so we are not making the same mistakes um, and are sharing those personal ideas in personal and interpersonal settings where you are not going to have that negative impact that so many of us are afraid of having. Um, and if you want to share interpersonal ideas, start groups on Facebook where you can share more um, focused ideas and not have to worry as much about the variables of having a negative impact of you know, your work or your family or your friends seeing this. And I know a lot of times we want to have this personal narrative that we don't care and we're bad um, and, you know, we, we do what we want. And that's awesome. Do what you want and be smart because often enough what we want doesn't involve um, respect for differences. It, what we want often involves monoculture and us doing what we do and what we like to do and what and the similarities. And so when we're talking about differences, because we aren't having enough conversations around differences and because we're not as comfortable or secure when it comes to addressing differences, we're still kind of messing it up. And when it comes to spaces that need to be multicultural, that need to be pluralistic, that need to uphold, that need to understand, recognize, and appreciate differences. Thank you for joining us. This has been Multiculturalism Happens Here. If you found this helpful, resourceful, give us a like, subscribe, share, or a positive review. Consider giving to Visions. Link down below, or joining us for one of our workshops, trainings, or youth summits. Interested in having us come to you? Contact us for more info. Keep rocking the free world, stay you, and be different. Much love, family.